Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 104. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And we come to you with a jam-packed episode this week, so we need to jump right into it. Special thanks to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Once again, we are brought to you by our old friends at GoToMeeting. Uh, GoToMeeting, uh, the best way to ever meet together when you're not, when you can't actually meet together, I, I believe a successful meeting, a successful teamwork is done when you can actually be there and see the person face to face. So much better than just a normal conference call that one person can fall asleep to, and you'd never even know. Problem is, is that without business is done nowadays, so many people are coming from everywhere that can be virtually impossible. That's why we use GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's the powerful and simple way to meet and collaborate online. Uh, with GoToMeeting, it just takes one click to share your screen, to share your documents, to share anything with anyone, and you can actually pass that presentation role so everyone can collaborate. It's so easy to launch or join a meeting from anywhere using your computer, your phone, or even your tablet now. You can even present from your iPad. They just actually, they just now added that. Uh, that wasn't there the last time they sponsored us, which is very cool. Um, we use it all the time when we're meeting with vendors, when we're meeting with sponsors. It is, well, it's the standard, and for good reason. We want you to try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait for the special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST. GoToMeeting, meeting is believing. Uh, we are also still brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace.com. Squarespace.com, of course, the uh, the best way if you need to build a website. They can do help you with their layout engine. You can be ready in under an hour. Help you get the domain name, design it, publish it, modify it. Their 24-hour support staff is there to help you. Uh, Use the the Stolen Droids as the promo code. Excuse me. No, that's Gunners. We have too many sponsors for once. Uh, Use SD3 (laughs) as the promo code or go to squarespace.com slash SD. Get 10% off. We can never have too many sponsors. You say that, but I'm the one who has to say them all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, into our headlines, um, we did have some feedback, but it was more of a question. We posted that to the site, so if you want to see what that was, go to StolenDroids.com. Someone had a question with a wireless router. I think we also have a, uh, a birthday. Twitter is seven years old now. Happy birthday, Twitter. <laughs> Squishy, you... No, Squishy's not on here. Schmitty, you almost share a birthday with uh, Twitter. Almost, yeah, a week away. <laughs> Instead, he now shares a birthday with the Samsung Galaxy S4. Yes. Also not bad. <laughs> it could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> could be Hitler. Hitler's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I was thinking Charles Manson, but hey, we are three minutes in already. The Hitler trip. <laughs> wow, SimCity just got grouped in with Hitler and Charles Manson. That Probably doesn't for good bode reason. well for their brand. Um, speaking of, our first headline actually comes to us from EA, uh, and of course, we've talked about SimCity now for weeks, but this one is actually from internal. Their CEO is gone. <laughs> He jumped ship. Just on the eve of them being voted the worst company in America again. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that the two are the two events are related. Um but hey, what do I know? He he probably just wants to spend time with his family. Yeah. Said no one ever. <laughs> Maybe he's going to, what are those stress hospitals that they always hear about the actors and actresses and popular people going to, to relieve stress from? Uh, is he suffering from exhaustion? Oh, that's right. Exhaustion. Yeah. Yes. Now, what's re- um, now he actually released a statement. Uh, uh, John uh, Riccatello. Riccatello? Uh, I don't know. We probably should have John researched this R. before we started. Yeah, EA let's, is a qu- John R to protect his anonymity. <laughs> Quote: yeah. He is, EA is an outstanding company with creative and talented employees, and it has been an honor to serve as the company's CEO. I am proud of what we have accomplished together, and after six years, I feel it is the right time for me to pass the baton and let new leadership take the company into its next phase of innovation and growth. Somebody else has optimistic. to design that NCAA football box now? Yeah. <laughs> I remain very optimistic about EA's future. Um, of course he does, because he doesn't have to deal with it. <laughs> 
there is a world-class team driving the company's transition to the next generation of game consoles. Uh, now, I always find it really interesting when people leave the company, the amount of PR they try and spin in their final moments. Like a death thrall. We don't know why he's leaving. We can't be good. He, I believe this is actually just... Uh, this is just him leaving. He isn't being ousted or whatnot. But it's kind of like he did the most damage he could do to EA, screwing over the fan base and the customer base to the most he possibly could, and now he's just jumping ship in the middle of their worst disaster ever. Let's split up. We can do more damage that way. Yeah. Well, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with him, he's the one who basically invented the the concept that EA needs to microtransaction everyone to death. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so that that you you can thank him for that. So, so now that he's gone, does that mean they may get rid of that? No, because their C their CFO has said they're still committed to that business model. And why not? People are dumb enough to keep paying. Why would they kill that cash cow? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. So but no, that that's actually a very. Um, very valid argument if people are stupid enough to keep doing it like people are stupid enough to keep buying games like SimCity when they know that their DRM is insane and they're online only and that you're going to have nothing but problems with them yet suckers like me still buy them well it was the same argument too with the well People use it left and right. Uh, Android fans use it to the iPhone buyers. iPhone fans use it to the Android buyers. It's just a crap phone. It's just this. It's just this. It's just this. Look, if it was all those things you said, people wouldn't keep buying it. But they are. So for how much we decry Origin and the microtransactions in SimCity, look, it must work at some level because people are still paying for it. EA is still making money, we think. Actually, that would be interesting to see if they're... uh, what is this? This will be uh, Q2? Yeah, beginning yeah. of Q2, yeah. Yeah, this well, will be the beginning of Q2. Well, their sales are going to be insane because so many people purchased SimCity. But, I mean, I don't I don't know that sales really tell the whole story in this case. It, it the would way be interesting to see their financial It seems like it would work for the users who have just one computer and never, never re-image it with new Windows installation or anything. It Which works is, if you use it once. <laughs> well, that's exactly why I have yet to play SimCity, because my wife hijacked my license, and it's now tied to her Origin account. <laughs> Which and is so, dumb, because it should be able to, you should be able to play it across multiple users. No. Not, not, not the no, way Origin I, does it. And, and if she wants to play she logs in and I cannot log in because she logged in. Yeah. So, just... I mean, it's it's brilliant business model from their standpoint because it makes everybody have to buy everything multiple times if you like, I don't know, have a family. But it <laughs> sure sucks. Yeah. Well, now, um, things have gotten worse on the uh, SimCity bandwagon. It turns out that a hack has been released that allows people to access other people's cities. Normally, this wouldn't be horrible, except for the fact that because everyone is always online, it means everyone's saves are online. This hacker has shown he can load up anyone's city and demolish it. Godzilla style. Godzilla. He basically becomes an act of God on everyone else's city, just completely screwing them up. And he's even said this it, this hack wouldn't be an issue except for the fact that everyone's game saves are online and easily accessible to him. Yeah. So it's it's actually affecting their save game. Whatever he does is it, they'll see those changes when they log on. Oh yeah. As in like the smoking rubble of what was formerly your massive city. Yeah, that's crazy. So all those tens of hours that you're actually able to log in and spend playing the game are for naught. <laughs> Remember when I said in the pre-show that the actual gameplay is not that bad? I, I retract that now. <laughs> you no, know, well, make it- <laughs> they've actually got some serious issues with the gameplay. Not that I would know. I've heard, but um, yeah, like they they focus so much on being able to drill down to the actual sim level that they screwed up 
like everything else. Um, yeah, actual, we, we, we talked about that last week too, but but yeah, you yeah, could have a yeah, we you could have a so fire station in every it, other but... house, and <laughs> the city will still be on fire because fire stations don't know to react, yes. or your crime level will be super high, even though you have nothing but police stations. Or it, it's it's bizarre. So um, I'll be playing Tropico Four. I think maybe the, the fires the. F- uh, the fire stations don't know how to get to your house because they're using uh, iPhone maps. <laughs> <laughs> SimCity, now with Apple Maps. <laughs> well, and, and Zook, you just mentioned playing Tropical 4. I gotta warn you, I started playing that this weekend while my wife was playing my copy of SimCity. And it's a giant time suck. Be careful, dude. You will never get out. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Actually, what's funny is, is you guys introduced me into that Simpsons tapped out. My brother got into that as well. And last Sunday, we were all together for a family event. And just as he was about ready to say the prayer for the for the for the for the food, all of a sudden from my phone, Homer Simpson had to pop out. Hey, if Springfield's Downs is ready to go, it's ready to go. It's ready to go. Now, see if this. If that had been a true Simpsons prayer, it would have been Bart. Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the grub. Yay, God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, into uh, really kind of we didn't see this one coming. We should have. Uh, what's happened right now is we live in an era now where everyone wants to have free data. Data just wants to be free, right? Well, some of that data that's being released is, and, and it's good data, is information on pharmaceuticals. What can drugs do to you? Yeah. Yeah. What can drugs do to you? What are possible side effects? What are possible interactions? If you are Uh, taking drug A and drug, and you happen to take drug B, what is most likely going to happen? Which it's the data you get anyway when you uh, are prescribed that drug, right? Right. Well, yes and no. You are supposed to get it from your doctor, but supposed to get full disclosure. Yeah. Well, it turns out that a lot of the pharma companies don't like that. They're trying to claim that it is illegal. As what? It's a confidentiality and commercial... Uh, uh, it's basically corporate espionage is what they're saying. Yeah. They're trying to have that stop on copyright grounds. So is this more to protect their product from other pharmaceutical companies copying it or more to protect their own le- legal rights so that users... Uh, users <laughs> so that uh, people using the drug don't come back uh, to and say hey your 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 XYZ did this to me yeah I'm sure that is an issue with it because people whatever reason the people like to play doctor they you know they go online they read this and they say oh well this drug is supposed to do this to me I don't want that they're not doctors they can't actually say but they try anyway so maybe but part of me thinks it's more to protect their their intellectual copyright, which is <laughs> dumb because they just release a generic version immediately afterwards anyway. Yeah. Well, most of the time when you see a commercial for all these drugs and they, they the side effects is like two minutes of the commercial itself, you're just like, oh my gosh, maybe I ought to just stick with the dry, flaky skin, you know? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the alternative could kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Impotence isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, interesting there. I mean, we, we've seen this happen from pretty much everything else, movies, music, electronics. We didn't really see this coming from the pharmaceutical industry, but we should have because there's a lot of money to be made there. But yeah. uh, another yeah, abuse is. of the DMCA, if you ask me. Um, ABC is releasing a new app, and it will allow you to stream TV for free. This uh, comes right after the Disney app and the ESPN app, which makes sense because Disney owns both ESPN and ABC. However, it does have one large caveat. You only get to stream it for free if you're already registered as an ABC subscriber. Here's my issue with that. Who registers for ABC? How how do do you register it just like on their website? No, no. You have to be a registered subscriber like HBO. Like you have to be able to prove I subscribe to HBO. I, I think if you have like a um, – if you're 
with a provider like Comcast or Dish or DirecTV, you can get, um, I don't know this for sure, but I believe you can get a written statement from your provider that says, yes, this this person pays for ABC and uh, they can get this content. And so there has to be this snail mail going back and forth. Uh, but I'm not sure. With with HBO, it is you go to their site and you pay another thirty bucks a month to get their. But I haven't seen anything like that on ABC site. So it's now and again, it's like subscriber. It makes you sound like you have to prove that you pay for ABC somewhere else. You're not right. one of those schmoes who gets it, you know, over the air like it's been broadcast for seventy years or something. You go and you pay for someone for it, right? Is that what I'm understanding? That? I'm not entirely In order certain. to get it streamed I, I really for know. free, you have to pay for something that's normally free. Which makes perfect sense. Well, it's not normally Said free. Said no one ever. Well, it is normally free. Yeah, I, get, TV, I get my ABC for free because yeah, I actually get it over the air. Yeah, I, I'm not stealing it from Comcast. Well, and I, it's on my channels. Oh, I see. Is ABC over the air different from the ABC you get from Dish or DirecTV? No. Now, I get some ABC shows through my Hulu, my Hulu Plus, and yeah, I subscribe to Hulu Plus. Does that count? Right. That's a good question, too, because you subscribe to Hulu Plus, and Hulu Plus is delivering it to you, so does that count as a almost by proxy subscription to ABC? It makes no sense. And I mean, the only not reason I keep use Hulu this. Plus is it's my it's my default DVR now. You know, oh, we didn't go to watch Once Upon a Time. We'll go ahead and catch it on the Hulu Plus. Yeah, and and they're not the only ones to do this. HBO, like we already said, HBO allows the HBO Go service to be streamed to your iPad or your phone, which is really cool. However, you have to prove that you're an HBO subscriber. Okay, sure. And you have to pay an additional fee. I don't know why <laughs> content providers keep doing this. It's called they want money, and they keep claiming that uh, they're not overpricing their product. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. Well, on the heels of that, Verizon and their cable service, which is available in all of three cities or something, all back east, um, have said that they're going to start repricing some of their other services. Um, for quick background here, every cable provider uh, or carrier, I should say, carries multiple channels. Some channels you never watch. You know, the home shopping networks, the uh, the inspiration channel, whatever, uh, the movieplex. The reason for this is because usually they're all owned by the same company, and they say, oh, yeah, you want ESPN? You have to carry ESPN 5, 7, 8, 23. You've got to carry all of our channels. Yeah, you can throw them on the upper tiers or on different tiers and stuff. Well, some of these channels are like the underwater basket weaving channel, which hardly anybody watches. Right. Well, to offset that, I mean, because let's say you have Comcast, and you pay Comcast the very basic one. Well, it doesn't matter if there are channels on there you never watch. Comcast still has to pay to bring those channels to you. And, of course, they turn around and hand those costs to you. Right. Well, Verizon is saying they're going to restructure it, so now certain channels will cost more. The channels you watch more will now cost you more. And in an effort to kind of restructure and get rid of some of the channels you don't watch. Essentially, what they wanted to do is they wanted to say, you know what? No one's watching, you know, let's say, for example, the tennis channel. Let's say it's not as popular as the golf channel. They want to say, we want to pay less for the tennis channel because we're actually seeing who watches it through our system. Mm-hmm. I can see where they're coming from. I know they're not going to pass on the savings to the consumers, but I'm also wondering if the channels and the and the, and the channel owners are actually going to take uh, Verizon's numbers at face value, or they're going to protest them. They can't. They're not being done by a third party like the Nielsen's or anything. So this is going to be kind of an interesting fight to watch to see how it goes because it's going to come up in the next. Con- when they're going to start doing this when the next uh, carriage contracts come up for for renewal. Yeah, and, and depending on how on how well they execute it, it it seems like it could turn into uh, a kind of pay per view model where uh, you watch ten hours of this station, so we're adding another 
X amount of dollars to actually bill. it's not even 10 hours it's five minutes according to the yeah, article it, oh, it's wow. five minutes so if you're channel surfing and you come across I don't know the hit ABC show splash and you want to see how big of a splash that fat not funny guy <laughs> Louis Anderson makes <laughs> They get I see credit. what you did there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How does this crap get on our TV is my question. <laughs> too many people watch reality TV shows. It wouldn't but, be on there if people didn't watch it. That is true. That's what depresses me. Yeah, I got sucked in watching Louie Anderson belly flop the other night. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I feel shame. I can't believe Hakeem Olajuwon went home. Hakeem Olajuwon or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Oh, you're right, you're right. No, and he actually stayed. Never mind, I was wrong. Anyway. No idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah, it's probably yeah, you're the better best. for it. Okay, yeah, so enormous. Google is uh, has announced something. They are expected to unify chat. Uh, hopefully, this is just a code name, because if they actually release Google Babble... It's gonna suck. That's a horrible <laughs> name. So, are, do they do they have like previous versions of this? And so, eventually, we'll have Google Babylon Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, I see so, what you did there. <laughs> the problem is right now is that Google has chat, and it's all Google Chat. But let's say I have Gmail open, and I have my Google Plus open, and I have Google Docs open. Or sorry, Drive, Google Drive open. And uh, what's another one that has just anything, okay? And Schmitty just sends me an IM. Well, there it is. It shows up in my Google Talk. Yeah, it shows up in my Gmail chat client. all of a sudden my phone goes off. You have a message. Well, no, no, no. Much more basic than that, okay? I'm in Gmail, and all of a sudden my, my chat window pops up. Oh, and my Google Talk, which is installed as a desktop client. Oh, and in Google+. So on three windows, they're all blinking at once from one conversation. Then the Google Drive chat is completely separate from it. It's a totally different chat window. They're planning to unify this all into one client. They haven't really said how. Like if this is going to um, jump from... like it, Again, I don't know how they're going to do this. If I open up Gmail... Is it just going to sit there in Gmail until I open up another Google service, and then it will then it will know that I'm logged into both at once, or or what? I don't know. But if they can do this, it would really help out because I'm tired of having my entire computer blink at me from five different programs to let me know that someone has chatted with me. Yeah, I I, th- I think if they can pull this off, it will be one of the best uh, chat apps because they do have a lot of different ways to communicate with someone, and, and including Google Voice. I don't think you brought up Google Voice. But, oh, you're uh, right, yeah. If all those are combined into one and in a seamless way, um, they they may take the cake in uh, in, in chat chat clients so i don't really yep. know if you could do it with google voice because google voice is almost completely different way a communication system well that's why they need to change it yeah that's why they, yeah it, they, it, it was when they acquired it from uh uh i can't even remember the name anymore grand central uh grand central's way of doing it um is kind of archaic uh all the other uh communication methods that google uses go through the xmpp protocol uh, which is very open. Uh, I think Jabber actually started it. But uh, if they can get all these XMPP services uh, into one and and port Google Voice over to it successfully, uh, I, th- I think it it means a lot more uh, integration into into everything else that they have. Uh, like w- there's no chat in YouTube yet. There's no and, and not the I'm saying that we need it, but uh, across all the Google products, a unification of chat would be mm-hmm. yeah. supreme. Yeah. Right now, my <laughs> uh, my strategy is just to sign into Trillion, which is kind of a universal IM, and I, I link everything to that, and then just sign out of chat on all of Google services. 
That's, that's the only way I, I can. Do. That's the only way I can keep it from just going nuts on my computer. So if they can get that, more power to them. Uh, jumping ahead, they did launch another product this week called Google Keep. Google Keep is kind of their answer to the task list, the to do list. Uh, it's available for Android and uh, online as well, and it syncs with your Google Drive. Yeah, it, not not just task list. Um, that's kind of uh, uh, not. Uh, not giving it enough credit. It's kind of, uh, it works almost exactly like Evernote does. Um, I've been using it since uh, the, the hour it released, and I am really enjoying it. The, the, the Google or the Android app that it comes with um, has a lock screen widget for Jelly Bean users, which I really love. I, I'm, I love being able to see my notes from the lock screen without having to unlock my screen. Um, and then just like Evernote, you can take pictures from your phone and voice notes. Uh, and it's 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 seamless, a seamless integration with the Google apps. So I love it. <laughs> now, it's kind of interesting that it's taken this long for Google yeah. to do a... I mean, I was reading an article, actually, that points out that even though it wasn't cloud-enabled, the iPhone had a... A list, a list maker, a memo taker, whatever you want to call it, at launch. And this is Google's first attempt. I find that really kind of interesting. But on the flip side, it's probably a good thing that they didn't because you remember, if they had tried to launch this when they launched Android, it would have been killed. I guarantee you it would have gone the way of Waze and Buzz. They would, have tried, to, they would have tried <laughs> to integrate it with those services instead of Drive. Yeah, I, I think it works with them releasing it now because they have the new hollow interface. Uh, it's very Google plus ish. Um, as far as the way it's themed, it, it just works the way, the way that it's used and the way that it should be used. Um, if it were released the way, if it looked to the way like, like Google wave did, uh, I don't think it would do very well. Yeah. Now I don't think this is going to call an end to Evernote though. Evernote no. is, I mean, you can use it the same way as you use Evernote, but Evernote is still different enough that that they can remain separate. Now, I'd be interested. That, I, I'd that, be interested that was to see actually if, what I wondered. Sorry to interrupt you there, Zook. Oh, you're fine. But how how do the two services actually compare? Because I haven't tried Google Keep yet. Google so, Keep Schmitty, is very you, stripped down. You can weigh down. in on that. Yeah, it's uh, very yeah, stripped I, down. I haven't so used Evernote super a fast. lot. I, I just barely got back into using Evernote like a month ago. So this is kind of good kind good timing because if i were if i were more uh engrossed into evernote i probably wouldn't be using google keep right now and i think that's the biggest thing that evernote has over google keep is that they have a huge user base and the people that use evernote faithfully have a lot of things in there and i don't know if um there's going to be an easy way to port those over to google keep it's going to be like those people who still use day planners they have yeah. their cell phone in their pocket, and they still have their day planner because their life is in that. Um, Google Keep is much more just on-the-fly, quick note. Even if it wasn't intended that way, it is so bare-bones that it, it, that's what makes it super fast. And it is. It is fast. But yeah. it's not nearly as powerful as Evernote. The, uh, the biggest difference that I noticed at first is that there's no sharing capability with Google Keep. And that may change because Google Docs inherently has sharing capability. Um, and that being said, I don't think Google Keep uses encryption. Um, uh, but since there is no sharing and it's housed within your Google Docs uh, kind of silo, I don't think that's necessary at this point. But by the time they start sharing, they'll they'll need to include that encryption. So some some downers there against Evernote, but uh, I don't think it'll hurt Google Keep, and it definitely doesn't hurt Evernote because because of their existing user base. I would be interested to see though coming up in the next few months or so. Does EverKeep try and does Google Keep try and mimic Evernote, or does Evernote try and mimic Google Keep? Because one of the two will happen. It, it will happen. <laughs> kind of how just, Facebook is starting to mimic Google Plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be interested <laughs> oh, to know. Come on, Facebook Plus has always been. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as Zoot called it, he called it EverKeep. So I, they may become EverKeep. <laughs> oh, did I really say that? You did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that was totally intentional. Yeah. Uh, into mobile news. Uh, no surprise, the Galaxy S4 has set pre-order records. 
Now these this, aren't pre-sales, right? No. These are pre-registers. Uh, this is not really surprising. Okay, so pre-registers meaning you're intending to buy one, or you've actually put money down for one. Meaning you want more information as it becomes available. Oh. Again, I think the S4. I mean, it's like my friend mentioned that I said last week on the show. Uh, the S4 marks Samsung's territory uh, foray into Apple territory. They've mm-hmm. now reached the point where the hype is so large that people are wanting information on a device that's not even out yet. Right. And well, that, that's good. I think that's good. But yeah. We always, I mean, we're nerds. We want information on devices that aren't out all the time. The thing is, this was met with so much hype. And yeah. it didn't really necessarily live up to that hype. And hence, you've got the Apple zone. It didn't. They they had a big show. Um, I think it was more show than than information, <laughs> which I didn't like about it. But um, I I don't know if this metric is something to bank by, because there are more people using mobile phones now. There are more people getting into the smartphone market, um, and the specs on this phone do rival most phones that have come out recently. Um, and so I think just a combination of more people getting into phones and stuff just means that this number is bigger. I think the next phone announced will have just the same amount or more pre-registers or, or pre-pays. I don't, I don't agree with that because if you take a look at the HTC One, which I still hold as a better phone than the S4, mm-hmm. but you compare the launches, you compare the phones themselves, most people have no clue what the HTC One is. Good point, yeah. But the S4, if you're a Galaxy fan, if you're an Android fan, if you've owned any of the Galaxies, you know what the S4 is. So hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily agree. I agree that phone things are becoming a bigger deal, but I don't think it's just a given that they all are this big. This is pretty well, large. And, and I think that speaks volumes as well to the fact that Samsung is freaking brilliant when it comes to marketing their product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And HTC is not, unfortunately. Uh, no. Moving into talk about the HTC One, last week we talked about how it was coming to Verizon. This week uh, it came out that it's not coming to Verizon. We're and then not this sure. week it came out that it is coming to Verizon. <laughs> we have no clue if this thing is coming out on Verizon or not. Yeah, I think this is a perfect example of how big corporations uh, are so fragmented just in their corporation alone that one side of a corporation doesn't know what the other side is doing. They're, they're, this may be two different teams um, at play and they're not in collaboration so they don't know what's going on. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, this is also a perfect example of how to badly do a launch. Yeah, It's like with the S4, you had this hype. It's going to be on these carriers. Look at how awesome these features are. You know what the Galaxy is with the One. It's, hey, did you know that HTC is making a phone? Did you know it may <laughs> or may not be on your carrier? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. thanks. Hey, did you know that the HTC One has 802.11ac? If you don't know what that is, it's wireless. It can handle 1.5 gigabits. That's faster than most home yes. wired networks. It's one of the only phones with it built in. You wouldn't know that because HTC hasn't told you. <laughs> I had to find it on the Wikipedia page. It's not even on the website for the phone itself. And the Wikipedia page got it from a spec sheet that wasn't even released. They had to go get it off of HTC's website. And this is how it. you don't do a launch. <laughs> yeah. So now, we don't know to if it's going to launch. give HTC one credit, it is their one model for the year. And so that we may see more... Um, more PR for it down the road. This may we would hope we would hope, but whereas Samsung, they'll come out with four or five different phones this year, and by the end of the year, people will say people will say, "What's the S 4 You know, mm-hmm. I, I I doubt it'll become forgotten that easily. But whereas the HTC One is HTC's only device this year, by the end of the year, the HTC One may be more popular than the S four. Possible Now, HTC will be bringing a device to Verizon. If it's the one or not, we don't know. There is one that's codenamed the DLX Plus, Deluxe Plus. Catch that? Uh, and it has identical specs to the one. However, Verizon has this horrible tendency to rebrand things with the most atrocious names ever. 
So we don't know if this is going to be the HTC One or the HTC Droid or the Droid One or the One Droid or the resounding beautiful <laughs> people's leader Droid. We don't Are know. Are these the droids you're looking for? Not to mention that the Verizon does like to put all their own crapware on it, and uh, it it really makes it for an unpleasant experience if you want the Google experience. Paint it red, you know. <laughs> put a <laughs> giant red glowing red light on it. It's anything to brand it Verizon. We get it, Verizon. It's your phone. Shut up. Give us the phone. So, <laughs> sorry. I ranted there. On to the next one. We have more news that Samsung may have been infringing on that wonderful new S4 feature with eye tracking. Now, the eye tracking wasn't actually released with the S4. They teased about it. They talked about it. It was not included in the final revision. At first, people thought maybe it's not working quite right. Now, news has come out that it actually is infringing on other uh, patents, and maybe that's why it wasn't actually included. So, um, oops. You know, though, that kind of doesn't surprise me considering Samsung does have somewhat of a history of uh, patent infringement. Yeah, especially from LG, who is the and one Apple. taking them to task on this, yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it's it's not real surprising there. So I, I, I'm interested to see what happens because I've, I've got the S3. I won't be upgrading to the S4. My wife is excited for it, however. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's it's going to be real interesting to, to see if that feature ever does make it into a Samsung phone and if it ends up on the S3 like has been previously rumored. Right, right. And this was one of those features that even if it does make it to the Samsung, it's one of those features that is cool at first, but no one's probably going to use it. <laughs> well, you know, they've actually got a feature on the S3 where your screen won't shut off if you're looking at the device, which, you know, I, I read comics and stuff on my devices a lot, and I hate it when I'm reading something from... Well, I, I'm reading a Captain America um, storyline right now from the 1974, and there's a lot of words in those old comics. They yeah. they knew how to write, and boy, I tell you what, man, I, I get so irritated having my my tablet turn off on me. Yeah, and, I guess and, this, specifically, uh, I guess I was talking about I, their their touted feature about auto scrolling and. Yeah, things like that. So, yeah, that, that that's that's I, I got you on that one. Look all away to that, pause YouTube. <laughs> all I know is that HTC One may actually be enough to bring me back Windows Phone. It is so nice. Um, last little bit on mobile news: T-Mobile's merger of PCS uh, Metro PCS that we talked about last week is now moving forward, and they have also started to launch their LTE network, which is uh, now being touted as possibly the largest LTE network in the U.S. And possibly the best, which surprised the pants off me, because uh, I've used Verizon, and Verizon's LTE network is quite good. But analysts are saying that uh, T-Mobile's LTE network, if you leave the LTE, it doesn't fall back to 2G like everyone else. It falls back to their um, their YMAX. other 4G system. No, they don't have WiMAX. They have a... Um, I'm going to screw it up. The plus one, yeah. Like 42 megs down one. LTE is faster, and if you can get LTE, you want LTE, but if you leave their LTE network, instead of dropping down to the 2G speed of everyone else, you're still on their 4G system, so, hey, you'll never be without 4G, which is very nice. They uh, plan to be launching that uh, totally here uh, within the next few days, actually. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast some other day other than Friday, they may have already launched, and they have hope to have it over 200 million subscribers before the end of the year. That's yay. ambitious. <laughs> Very. Um, we need to quickly go through uh, these last little ones here. RapidShare has uh, deleted some uh, files here as many users' 5 gigabyte free account limits have kicked in. This kind of hurts, but uh, at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. People have used RapidShare for years to upload programs, cracks, illegal contraband. They just they just kind of throw it up there and then just leave. 
then <laughs> after the whole mega upload fiascos, I use plural because there's many of them, they're trying to kind of clean up their image. So if you have something on Rapid Share, one, why? Two, you may want to make sure it's not getting deleted. And three, C point number one, move to box or something else. Dropbox, box, Google Drive, SkyDrive. There's a million. Anything of them. but Rapid Share. Uh, and finally, uh, we have a Texas politician who, no surprise, knows nothing about computers. Uh, yeah, uh, Re- Representative uh, Gohmert? Gohmert. G-O-H-M-E-R-T. Gohmert. He basically Go-mert. wants to get, if you've been hacked, he wants to be able to do what's called a hackback and supposedly allow you to destroy their their computer. Never mind the fact that they can't actually guarantee that's the actual source of the hacking that's hit you and i think there's also something called due process yeah yeah there's all sorts of all sorts of constitutional rights being violated here it reminds me of when when orrin hatch said that if you're caught pirating that you they, they should the be able to hack and destroy your computer and destroy your computer remotely i mean yeah, it's I, just i don't think people really understand what it means to hack or how difficult it can be. This isn't like you got rear-ended in your car and you can turn around and shoot the guy. Okay. (laughs) This is much more... That that, that is not a stolen droid's approved way of handling a rear end. He means means with a water gun. He means shoot them in dirty butt. Everybody has to carry a Nerf gun in their car. (laughs) Well, that's what they're talking about here. You hacked me, so I'm turning around and I'm destroying your computer. Yep. That, that's what you're talking about. It doesn't matter because a hack can be anything from you saw me move my mouse cursor to you changed the time on my computer to you stole personal information to you destroyed the hard drive. It can be any number of things. And the knee-jerk response is, I'm going to turn around and destroy your computer. Never mind the fact that I have no clue who you are, where you are, how you got into my system. It may have been my fault. <laughs> so... Yeah. So I stand by my comparison. You rear-ended my car. I turn around and shoot you in the face. That is this kind of response. Never mind the fact that it's completely unfeasible. Completely unrealistic. Yeah. And if that wasn't enough evidence on the fact that this person has no clue how the internet works, uh, Squishy, who was on the pre-show with us, actually linked us a video where he's talking with someone from Google and it's like 15 minutes of pain listening to this representative try and figure out how Gmail works. And by the end, he's just totally unable to understand it. It is, it'd be funny if it weren't for the fact that you just feel dumber for having listened to him talk. The audience is now dumber for having listened to you. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. I love that. <laughs> Thank love you. That. Okay, well into uh well before we jump into anything else, we need to hand some time over to Set Squishy so we can hear about this week's Scam Show podcast. This week on the Scam Show podcast, we've got another new trailer for Star Trek Into Darkness, some plot details for Transformers 4, official images from the Wolverine, Sandman creator Neil Gaiman is returning to Marvel Comics, and he's bringing his heavenly bounty hunter Angela with him. We've also got new issues of Superbia, The Walking Dead, Ultimate Wolverine, and Mind the Gap. Plus, we ask the question, what does it mean for a movie to make a billion dollars in the box office these days? All this week on the Scam Show Podcast, Squishies, Comics, and Movies, brought to you by StolenDroids.com. All right. Well, hey, also, uh, the second half of the show, which I say half very loosely, we're at the 45-minute mark almost, uh, is brought to you by our friend Gunner's Optics. Hey, remember that promo code I said at the beginning of the show accidentally, Stolen Droids? You use them at Gunners.com, G-U-N-N-A-R-S.com. Use Stolen Droids as as a promo code, get 10% off the best computer eyewear ever. These pieces of eyewear help you help your eyes with computers if you're like any one of us you're sitting there at your computer all day long that can't be good for your eyes uh gunners help protect your eyes uh for exposed usage i'm slaughtering this you should know that they're awesome you should check them out uh zonor and i have we swear by them we love them check them out gunners.com it is so late here i'm so tired (laughs) 
<laughs> we are here to entertain you with our goofiness. Are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, we had a fast lane, but uh, I threw it out the window just before we started recording. So on to our talking point, and it's <laughs> breaking news, actually, um, and it has all about forking and dongles. What? Yeah. Okay. So some backstory here, and this literally is breaking news. This story broke about five minutes before we started recording. A uh, developer at a conference took great offense at some people who were making jokes behind her. So she tweeted about it, tweeted their picture, called for someone to do something about them, and got one of them fired. Really? <laughs> wow. Um, Adria Richards, or Adria, I apologize, uh, Ms. Richards, I don't know how to pronounce your first name, um, was at PyCon, which is an event in uh, Santa Clara, California. Uh, it's a talk amongst developers and coders to help explore new avenues, help uh, reach out to new areas, and really encourage more people to code, which is great. She was uh, there representing her company, and while there, listened to two gentlemen behind her make what she considered inappropriate jokes about uh, forking in a sexual manner and big dongles. So she turned around, took a picture of them, and tweeted, not cool, jokes about forking repos in a sexual way and big dongles right behind me. And then goes on and says that, can someone please deal with these people? Let's see. Can someone talk to these guys about their conduct? I'm in lightning talks. Top near right stage. Ten rows back. Wow. <laughs> now, well, one of the guys... This isn't the first time I've heard like something like this happening. I, I, ha- I follow several famous people on Twitter just because it's it's kind of interesting to see what sometimes what they have to say and there's been a few of them I stopped following because their information or their what they were posting was completely boring but I I don't remember which actor it was but there was an actor in Los Angeles who basically saw somebody throwing trash out their window while they were on the freeway he took a picture of the car and basically posted you know tweeted about it saying hey this isn't cool that these guys are doing this I have no idea what happened to that situation, but it's almost something kind of similar to this. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked before about how to handle yourself on the internet, and that my personal belief is that the internet is not private in the slightest. It's public space. It's the equivalent of standing out in your yard and yelling at the top of your lungs. Now, the this idea of, of calling people out through Twitter or social media has become very popular, and I don't know if it's necessarily healthy. Going back, uh, one of the gentlemen who was in the picture was fired. And people were thinking, well, hey, that's that's awesome. You know, he really um, he got it coming to him, and he actually released his side of the story. He says, um, Hi, I'm the guy who made a comment about big dongles. First of all, I'd like to say I'm sorry. I really did not mean to offend anyone, and I really do regret the comment and how it made Adria feel. She had every right to report me to staff, and I defend her position. However, there's another side to this story. While I did make a big dongle joke about a fictional piece of hardware that identified as male, no sexual jokes were made about forking. My friends and I had decided forking someone's repo is a new form of flattery, the highest form being implementation, and we were excited about one of the presenter's projects. A friend said, I would fork that guy's repo. The sexual context was applied by Adria and not us. Yeah. So, um, if you are an actual developer, you <laughs> so know what basically forking she's means. she's got a dirty mind and she took it out on these poor, innocent gentlemen. Well, I wouldn't say innocent either. <laughs> the problem is, is that in the tech world, we've been a gentleman's club. We've been a boys club for a long time. We really have. The amount of yes. females in tech are very, very limited. There's not many of them. And it is natural and normal, I wouldn't say healthy, but expected that the ones that are in tech would naturally feel uh, treated differently, looked down upon. They may feel like we objectify them, like we ostracize them. Uh, the feeling may vary. And it probably varies by worker to worker, by workplace to workplace, but the feeling is there. Mm -hmm. It's a boys' club. You're not invited. 
And so you could make the argument that she was being hypersensitive, that she was blowing this all out of proportion. But you could also say that that is actually very expected. Okay, so I don't know if we should necessarily be saying whether or not she should have just had a sense of humor, but probably the gentleman shouldn't have been talking like that in the conference. Well, I don't know how much farther you read down the article, but apparently right after um, the person who responded back to her, uh, apparently the company that sent Richards to this conference fired her. Yeah, they fired her. Because they're worried about their public image. Well, and see, in, the, in, in the wake of this of, the, of this of this now online fight that's been going on, and see, here's the thing: I, my feeling on that is, again, using social media is not private. It is you standing in your yard. So, in my mind, yeah, she may have been taking offense to what these guys were saying to the jokes, but if she wasn't so offended that she was willing to stand up right there in the conference right then and yell to everyone in the vicinity that these guys, hey, these guys are making inappropriate jokes, someone come talk to them. Like, if you're not that offended, you shouldn't be that offended enough to take their picture and post it to the internet. You know? Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that stance. Cause, and in the in the same way, um, if if we were at a, a conference altogether, and we believe that our conversation is is private amongst us, uh, I mean, the stuff we say shouldn't be used against us in in our our job setting. Even if it was our our company that sent us there. Well, well, let me let me ask a quick question. Was she using her own private Twitter account, or was she using a a company's Twitter account? Well, she was using hers, but I'm not sure that makes a difference. I well, can't can't can anybody say anything they want on their own private? Well, yes, Facebook you can. Or likewise, account, or? okay. Let, yes, let's take I, I believe anyone can say anything they want. I I don't agree with the company firing the the guy that. Um, that was called out for for saying those things. Um, that was that was my side of the argument, anyway. Yeah, I don't really necessarily agree with either company firing either of them. Um, I would have possibly, if I was a supervisor and if I had felt that she was out of line for calling other people out, I would have taken care of it privately. If I was either of those gentlemen's supervisor, I would have taken care of that privately, saying, "Hey, look, while you're there, you're representing us." rope it in yeah well you know zook we've actually been in a situation similar to that where years ago you and i were having a private conversation about an experience that i had in africa and somebody eavesdropped on part of that conversation and took offense because they didn't have context took that out of context (laughs) yeah Yeah, i believe we were brought in before hr for that would had twitter been around back then you know, if she had gone onto Twitter, or if this person had gone onto Twitter to call us out for our conversation, I think I would have been pretty upset. I was upset as it was, just because it was it was stupid, because it was all out of context. But you know, I I can, you know, I I think that these guys actually have a very legitimate claim against against this lady. She that's a perfect example because that that forking comment was taken out of context it's a it was a legitimate statement they weren't making any kind of innuendos and what should she have done then instead of posting this on twitter she should have shut up well if she's being offended by something if she is being offended by it she should do what any normal adult should do turn around and ask him hey i'm sorry i'm trying to listen to this can you guys keep it down a little bit yeah, because if or, they're being loud enough, I'm taking that, offense that, that other to what you just said. Them, I mean, if I'm going to have a private conversation with Zook, I'm going to be, I'm going to make sure my voice is low enough that Zook can hear me, but yeah. only, that only Zook can hear me. Right. If I, if if you're talking in the middle of a movie and someone turns around and says, "I'm sorry, I'm trying to watch this. Could you please keep it down?" Yeah, they have every right to say that, and I should be courteous enough to to respect their wishes. Now, if they had turned back on her and said, "Well, screw you, lady." Okay, that's on them. That's them being a douche. But she's Mm -hmm. done the right thing. And I'm sure... Well, okay, I don't know any of these people involved. And this, again, is only... And basically, all she asked was for somebody to take care of them. 
which didn't mean, hey, somebody needs to fire them. And but she like, didn't even fire herself because she was using her own private account. I mean, there were there was a situation about a year ago where one of the local television stations had their Twitter account. Somebody posted kind of a private, almost a private comment or or. or, or or a comment that should have been on a private Twitter account, but they posted it from the the television station's public Twitter account, and they got fired for that. They were misusing company. Well, yeah, uh, that, that, that's uh, a different stuff. argument, though. But this one, no, that, that that's a different argument. I can't argument fault here. her for for doing it, but I still think a lot of people overreacted, and yes, she was one of the people who did overreact. <laughs> I'm not saying she's wrong, but yeah, as Zook said. Yeah, she wasn't using necessarily the wrong equi- wrong account. She wasn't using company account. If she was so offended that she should ask someone to come up and take care of them, she should have taken care of it. Mm-hmm. And before we go too much longer, because we need to get to our, our favorites here because we're wrapping up, the point of all this that we're bringing up, because I know we've kind of shot off into different tangents, the point is, is that this increasing use of social media to call out people who are right next to you that you could call out. Our stance is, and if I'm reading all four of us correctly, and if I'm wrong, one of you guys please let me know. I'll just post it on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) If you are so offended by someone that you feel it should be brought up, bring it up with them. Don't post their failings to the internet. Because really what you're doing is just shouting out to everyone else what you think about that person. And if you are so cowardly you have to do it that way, then don't do it at all. Well, and and really, isn't Twitter for things like posting pictures of your lunch and talking about your bowel movements? (laughs) That's Instagram. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, no, I I think we're getting to the point in technology where everything is so readily available and everything is is so fast now that we're starting to forget all the etiquettes and um, niceties of being what being social is. Uh, It we kind of we kind of short that part of our brain that that takes out any kind of common sense when it uh, when it comes to etiquette so yeah, it, it's all about me and i'll just uh tweet it all however i feel out online yeah. uh, we want to hear what you think about this feedback at stolen droids.com has social media gone too far who was in the wrong in the situation who if anyone was in the right uh you know, let us know. Again, feedback is stolen droids.com. On to our favorites. Uh, mine has, I was really expecting this not to go as far as it has, but it has seen, um, it's now on Huffington Post. I think it went to CNN. Our local radio show talked about it this morning, but it originally showed up on Gawker. And it has to have possibly the very best headline, best worst headline I've ever seen in my life and possibly ever will. I'll just read the headline here. Gangbanger accidentally shoots himself in the nuts. Blames ninjas. (laughs) I'll just leave that there because there's really nothing else I could explain about that that wouldn't – that would explain further than what that headline just did. I That really says it all. Uh, you can read the article anyway. It's hilarious, but uh, yeah, I'll just leave that right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to move on from there. Uh, all right, so my favorite is a video. I know that's a surprise, uh, but it's called Luke's Change. And uh, what happened was is that uh, just after the 9-11 attacks, there was a series of really stupid videos that were posted on the internet, a lot on YouTube, called Loose Change, about how 9-11 was an inside job. And I thought it was... I, I thought it was hilarious because the the way I found out about it is that there was the, the, the people could make their own counter videos to that and it completely ripped it apart. Well, somebody made one talking about how the destruction of the first Death Star was really an inside job and so hence the name Luke's Change. And yes, I know a lot of the fanboys are going to say, oh, they got this right or they got this wrong. They mispronounced Alderaan. They, did, they, 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 they got this information wrong. Duh. That's part of the parodies because of how much wrong information was in Luke's Change. They've, they've mirrored it in Luke's Change. Very well done. I, I give them a golf clap. Okay. I have another Android app for you. And 
I know I've had a lot of these lately, it seems. Um, but it is a Zombies Run 5K Trainer. My wife convinced me that I need to train to run a 5K. And I, I'm in fairly good shape. I do P90X every day. And, you know, I, I don't have a body of Adonis or Charlie Sheen. However, I do. <laughs> you know, I, I am in fairly decent shape. So, um I, I downloaded this app, and what it does is it basically turns your 5K training into a game where you are a zombie apocalypse survivor, and you are the runner for this camp where you have to go get supplies. So basically, you're Glenn from The Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> But uh, just a quick tip, if you are going to give it a try, uh, oh, it does work with accelerometers as well. So if you want to use it on your treadmill, um, it, it will function properly. But if you are going to have any hope of listening to music while you're doing it, set up a playlist beforehand. That way you can um, just get your story get right into the story it'll play a song and then it will stop and tell you to do some more whatever it is either walk or run i started the other night and i didn't have a playlist set up so i heard the first seven minutes of the story and they said run and then they never told me to stop running (laughs) so i ran for two and a quarter miles and i was tired quite realistic then (laughs) just keep running yes just Just run running just keep running just never ever stop so just just a heads up on that but it's it's a really cool app i enjoy it a lot nice and uh, sticking with the zombie apocalypse theme and actually uh, from amc's the walking dead itself this is a uh, uh an app called dead yourself and i think they did a really great job with this um for the main reason that they have a web app and it's also available on uh, Android and on iOS. Um, what you do is you take a picture of yourself and then you zombify yourself by uh, adding zombie-style eyes, a zombie-style mouth, and they even have different uh, props you can add to it and different filters you can put over it. And then you can share it uh, online in a myriad of different ways. Um, it's very entertaining, um, especially if you if you uh, like anything about zombies or if you're a fan of The Walking Dead. So check it out. Very cool. Well, that is our show this week. Uh, thank you for joining us for it. Uh, again, check out Squishy's Comics and Movies, also on StolenDroids.com, coming up later. Um, until next time, however, cheers. End of line. One to beam up. Good day. Good day.